Break Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now there are few joys greater than being able to hold and cuddle a newborn baby. But did you know that a kiss or cuddle from a friend or family member could put a baby's life at risk? Mother and pharmacist Sheena Mitchell joins me on the line now to discuss. Hello, Sheena. How are you? Very good, thanks. Good morning. Sheena, it sounds a small bit on the dramatic side, this now. Yeah, and look, that's, that's I suppose... There to underpin the actual facts and medical reasoning behind this conversation. And I am not a sensationalist and I'm definitely not an overprotective mum, as my three children will tell you when I'm like, no, pick that up off the floor. You can eat that. That's grand. Five second rule. (laughs) So I suppose what we're talking about here is very different. We're talking about babies who are under three months of age. Children at that age don't have a developed immune system. They're still relying on antibodies that they've gotten from their mother when they were in utero. And their immune system is still developing. And unfortunately, it's too immature to fight disease properly. So they can actually get very, very sick and that can happen very quickly. So obviously, you have to have a little bit of a pragmatic and practical approach. Of course, people love hugging babies. Babies are an absolute joy. And, you know, it's it's scientifically proven that a hug and smell of a newborn releases oxytocin in the mum, which helps to strengthen bonds. And also then in other people, it releases dopamine, um, which is kind of a joy hormone. So, look, babies are born to be appealing to us. And it's certainly, you know, welcome to have visitors and welcome to have people help you celebrate your new arrival. But it is important mm. medically to be aware that there's but, a lot of illnesses that can cause serious health But wouldn't you need to look like a hockey goalkeeper to deal with this, with the knee pads and the shin guards and <laughs> the, all the body armour and the helmet and maybe the stick as well, to defend yourself from relatives when you say to them, do not touch my baby. Yeah, I think you're going to have to do a much more diplomatic approach than that, I'm afraid. People love a baby snuggle, and that's why it's so important to be really, really clear with your communication, especially with the older generation, because, bear with me, obviously grandparents, etc. Now, for older grandparents, absolutely let them hold your, your newborn because, you know, it's really important. And I would just say, give them a bit of hand gel to do it beforehand. But do insist that kissing is off limits, that they just can't be kissing a newborn because the baby's health is then put at risk. But, you know, for other people who kind of just want to have a goo at the baby, you do have to be firm. But do try to communicate it. There's sneaky ways of doing it where you can do, do it politically and just say, look, if someone's coming over to visit, maybe fly them a text. Or if it's the in-laws, you can offload that job on your partner. You know, because <laughs> you don't want to be that hated person who is accused of being overprotective. But the risks really, really are incredibly real, even for something as simple as a cold store. And especially if someone's coming to your house and they're visiting with, if they have their own children with them, those children, if they're school going age or even going to crash, like they can be carrying RSD in hand, foot and mouth, which can be really detrimental to a newborn. So maybe 
asking the parents of those kids just to have a little word with them to give them kind of realistic expectations before they come over to the house. So you're not, as you said, <laughs> beating people away from the baby and having to deal with that conflict in your own home. And, you know, it's, so, it's setting out guidelines before people come over is a really, really good way of avoiding any of the awkwardness. Uh, we're chatting to Sheena Mitchell, pharmacist and founder of Wondercare.ie. So how long does the embargo have to go on for? Okay, so if you look at the actual facts, so the herpes simplex virus, which is the one that causes cold sores, if a baby under four weeks catch that, there is a very real risk that they'll develop neonatal herpes. And this is actually a really, really serious condition which can spread to their organs. And ultimately, it can, unfortunately, cause some babies to die. Even babies who just become very unwell with it will end up having to spend several weeks in hospital on IV um, antiviral meds. So, you know, no one wants that to happen. So the biggest risk is in four weeks. But really, always bear in mind that the immune system isn't fully established until kind of two to three months. And remember that babies get their first set of vaccines at two months. So then for RSV and hand, foot and mouth disease, these are two that aren't actually, you know, covered by any vaccination, even if a two-month-old has had their vaccine. So these are viruses that can cause severe breathing problems in babies and is the leading cause of hospitalisation in children one to four. And this is one that's circulating at the moment. Now, luckily, it peaked earlier this year, so the levels are dropping, but it is still out there. So with this one, you know, you're really talking about the three months of age. And even at that, anyone coming to the house, they need to be washing their hands, you know, before kind of touching mm. the baby and telling people and, to stay away if they're sick. And, and you know the theory that went around um, that we were all sheltered from the circulation of illnesses during COVID and then we all got them afterwards, mm-hmm. that the, the build-up of immunity argument, uh, particularly yeah. in kids. Yeah, and I actually definitely have seen that this year. We've had an awful lot of hand, foot, and mouth. We've had an awful lot of RSV over the last two seasons. And now we're experiencing very high, very high levels of chickenpox. So all of those kids who would be kind of, you know, would have caught them during the pandemic are now all catching them together now. So what I'd say to that is, remember that you know, it in a way, it is good to for your child to go out and experience life and catch whatever viruses and bugs are going because they do develop immunity. But that's fair to say of an older child, not of a newborn. A newborn doesn't actually actually have the physical ability to defend themselves. So it's not a case that, you know, we're mollycoddling them. So for older children, absolutely, unfortunately, they're going to experience higher levels because they don't have the immunity developed over the last couple of years but for young babies it's just not physically possible for them to develop antibodies because their immune system isn't isn't ready yet so it's like someone put it to me the other day oh this is all kind of you know woke nonsense like you're being ott and i'm like well actually if you go back decades babies died of measles babies had a really high mortality rate so (laughs) it's just that we're more informed that's a very good point yeah, 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 so you kind of have uh, to have balance, so, I understand. So is is it after the first three months that they can party, party, party? Yeah, like I would always say to people, you know, if you're visiting anyone's house um, and they have a young baby of any age and actually probably your listeners would welcome me saying if you're visiting anyone's house of any age, don't visit it if you're, if you're sick. We know, we've learned a lot about how 
viral illnesses spread. And, you know, you don't have to actually kind of go out and target people with them. Stay home if you have <laughs> symptoms. Here's my baby! Hug it now! <laughs> Let's stack it up with all of the illnesses. No. So, look, people will, of course, throughout their life, come in contact with viruses, and that's fine. But you have to be kind of sensible. If you're sick, stay home. You don't know what you know, I suppose babies have been born prematurely. Some babies, say, with Down syndrome will have cardiac issues and underlying respiratory problems. And there's a lot of, you know, I suppose vulnerable vulnerable people out there. So really and truly, it comes down. The parents will guide you. And this whole conversation is all about giving the parents of the baby who know the child's medical history and know, you know, how robust they are. Yeah. Giving them an opportunity to say, you know, I'm not really comfortable with that because you know, they're only, they're going from sickness to sickness and at the moment, you know, maybe just don't give her... And the thing is, I mean, the the huggers, you know, as well-meaning as they are, generally speaking, they leave the house. And if the baby has an illness, then it's up to mum and dad to look after that baby. That's the way it works. There's nothing that gets rid of visitors quicker than, you know, a crying baby. (laughs) Oh, oh no! Is that a punami? <laughs> that sounds like a you job, not a me. Hundred <laughs> percent, and it's really hard on parents, especially nowadays. You know, back in the day, we had the whole attitude of a village raised as a child, and nowadays they don't. They really don't. Mm-hmm. Like people are busy, people are isolated, and the pandemic didn't help because people were, you know, in fear of socialising and popping into houses. And actually, another side of thing is. I don't think, I think I'd get a heart attack if someone came to my house now unannounced. I can need a good two hours notice to tidy up before anyone randomly popped in. Life, is, life has changed. Unannounced well, I, I don't know. I think there's a, there's a point to be honest, Sheila, where you just don't worry about that anymore. Just walk over the toys. Get on with it. Yeah, well, Do you know what I mean? It like, I, 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 doesn't bother me whether you think the house is tidy or not. Go and tidy oh, your own house. Yeah, well, this is very true. This is maybe we just we all need to drop our standards a lot. I think that might do us yeah. good. You know, it's, kind, it's kind of ironic to me that we went through this um, COVID experience and the world stopping and, and this massive crisis. And now we're all back to worrying about, oh my God, there's too many toys on the corner. <laughs> Uh, it's just, it's just insane. I mean, it's, it says so much about human beings and our capacity to move on. I know you <laughs> think now we're worried about happy. that again. Look at that. Who left that there? Anyway, I know. I know. Anyway, I listen, know. you yes, you don't have to worry about what's going on in my house. But anyway, thank you, Sheena. <laughs> Excellent <laughs> advice. Much appreciated. Sheena Mitchell, pharmacist and founder of Wondercare.ie. Great to chat to you. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today 